1: That's 800-760-1845. It's Coast to Coast with Scott Farrell here on the Sports Byline.
2: On the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, I'm sorry I cut out there for a moment. I hit my mute switch as we talk the world of sports on a Wednesday into a Thursday here. On Sports Byline Broadcast, Marty Terrell, part of Sports Overnight America, along with our producer and contributor, Dominic Jimenez, we talk to you about the world of sports. All right, lots to get to. You know, the NCAA men's tournament resumes tomorrow. We go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four days. We'll be down to a Final Four on Sunday night, without a doubt. So uh, we will get there uh, later on in the program. Celtics last night, you know, made a big deal out of that. Well, you know, I killed Tatum, I killed Brown, and they go out and combine for about 60 last night. And the Celtics uh, cruised past the Sacramento Kings out in California. Uh, they'll return home, uh, take on Indiana. But really, it's going to be Caitlin Clark. I'm going to do a whole segment on the face of women's basketball in this country and might be the face of, 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 of the month of March, uh, this woman. Uh, Iowa will play Friday. The Iowa women will take on Colorado. Stanford got beat. So, you know, listen, you know, we know about South Carolina. We know about, you know, some of these powerhouse teams. But uh, Iowa might have the best player in the country. So we are going to uh, dip into Caitlin Clark and look at her name, image, likeness. Uh, She is pocketing uh, sizable million-dollar deals. And – she, she just, uh, she's just its just a great person. I mean, she's getting a lot of attention. She's handling it very well. Some people say, uh, you know, she's a little bit in a cocoon, kind of protected over at Iowa. Uh, well, so be it. Uh, she's put the school on the map, and she's doing a great job for Women's College of Basketball. So we're going to delve into that on a Wednesday into a Thursday here on Sports Byline Broadcast. Yeah, we'll touch on some other stuff. World Baseball Classic last night. Look, at, we got teammates, Otani and Trout. You know, a great face-off, fist pump. You know, Japan wins it. Otani MVP, no surprise. 3-2 game. Schwarber a home run. Nobody on base. 3-2 the final. That's where we ended up. We'll dip into that as well. As we come back here, getting it started Wednesday into a Thursday across the country on SiriusXM, around the world, on the American Forces Radio Network. Coming right back.
1: <clears throat> choose wisely choose Wendy's two for six for a limited time
0: price and participation may vary in U.S. Wendy's on the card only single item at regular price
1: has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you quick cash offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately 800-788-1495, 800-788-1495, 788 that's 800 1495 Scott for Scott's here.
0: You ever want to grow new grass faster? Kind of like when you press the two times playback button on your podcast so you can speed through episodes. Except it's Scott's Turf Builder Rapid Grass. You're speeding your way from a thin and damaged lawn to a thicker, stronger one in just weeks. Bit too fast, maybe slow it down. Okay, let's just go back to normal speed. Get a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Rapid Grass today. It grows grass two times faster than seed alone when applied at the new lawn rate subject to proper care. Feed your lawn. Feed it.
2: Talking the world of sports here on Sports of the world Byline of Sports. Today. Well, I'm getting some feedback, folks. Uh, I'm hearing myself, so I'm having all sorts of technical issues. But we get it going here on a Thursday into a Friday edition here on uh, Sports Byline Broadcast, Sirius XM. Marty Trell along the way, and we got NCAA action throughout the night. We'll keep you posted here on the network. You won't miss a score interview or a highlight. The way we go. Uh, As we kind of set the table here, Rick Carter coming up at uh, 28 past the hour. We look forward to uh, getting Rick in here. Connor McDavid, uh, 60th goal. Will he hit 70 as we wind down in the regular season uh, with the NHL? Of course, the NBA, you know, Boston, you know, we talked about it. Uh, Philadelphia now, they got one game left between those two in the East Atlantic Division but really, it's the overall city. No one's going to catch Milwaukee now. They'll get the one in the east. The battle will be for the 2-3, and Philly might have the inside track <clears throat> Excuse me on getting that two-seat. So Boston could fall to three, uh, which is not good. So, uh, you know, we'll take a peek at the NBA. Boy, last night was disturbing, though, when you see the Lakers and you see uh, Devin Booker popping off. You know, basically saying that it's fixed, that the NBA wants the Lakers in the playoffs. Well, we know that is true. They want them in the playoffs. I don't know if it's fixed. But the Lakers went to the free throw line 46 times last night. The Phoenix Suns went to the line, I think, 20. I'm going to confirm that. But, I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, come on. you And LeBron's not even playing. So you're getting a, a, a free throw shooting disparity which is crazy all right let's look at that real quick last night 122 to 111 Lakers over the Suns and let's get the stats out here so the Suns go to the line four let's see no, no, free throws 12 2 is 14 and 6 is 20 the Lakers went to the line 46 times the Suns went to the line 20 come on I mean come on that is glaring That is absolutely glaring. So we will get into that. Uh, The other thing today is the Jets and Cleveland Browns made a trade. Elijah Moore and a number three draft pick to Cleveland. Excuse me for a number two. Important to note, the Jets now with the completion and the uh, consummation of that deal with Cleveland now has two second round picks. One of those. To get the uh, to get the Aaron Rodgers deal done, so the Jets have two second round picks. One going to go to Cleveland. I mean, I, I should say one go to Green Bay to try to get the Aaron Rodgers deal. Because right now the the Packers are holding out for a one. The Jets aren't going to do it. They're not going to blink. They're not going to give them two number twos. I, I wouldn't think. So they're playing some hardball. But the Packers, look, they can't bring Rodgers back. I mean, the genie's out of the bottle. He's not going back there. He's made it known that he wants to play football. He wants to play for the Jets. You know, you could conceivably say, you know, I mean, Carolina traded to get the number one pick with the Bears, and it looks like, uh, you know, C.J. Stroud will probably be the number one overall pick. Will Anderson now from Alabama's has fallen all the way to number four. Houston's got the number two pick in the draft. They're going to go with Bryce Young. And then the Colts look like they're going to trade up. They need a quarterback, and they want Will Levis out of Kentucky. So you could have quarterback, quarterback, quarterback before we get to Will Anderson, who the Bears, if they held on to that one pick, were clearly going to take Will Anderson because they held on to Justin Fields, who they drafted, you know, a couple years ago. So, you know, that's the situation. Uh, That's the situation right now with the, you know, the NFL draft and the Rodgers thing. You know, those, you know. Those pins have to fall. Everything's going to fall into place. He's not going to go back to Green Bay. I think he'll end up with the Jets, and I think it's just going to be a matter of time. The Jets are going to, I think, be more than fair in giving the Packers the two pick, the one they got uh, today in that trade or which I think they'll give them the best of the second. They'll try to give them, you know, the, the worst of the two second-round picks. But I think Green Bay's got a little bit of leverage here, and we'll say, look, yeah, okay, we're not going to take the one. We won't ask for the one, but we want the best of the two number twos you got, second-round picks. So we'll see how that ultimately shakes out. But tonight it's, uh, you know, the start of college basketball. Listen, right through the weekend, right through Monday, with the men's and women's action, it's good. Madison Square Garden, Vegas tonight. You get K-State, Michigan State. Florida, Atlantic, and Tennessee, and then later on, Arkansas, Yukon, Gonzaga, UCLA. And don't look now with Alabama at the top of the bracket, and they're going to take on San Diego State. You know, did it occur to anybody that this is turning into the Southeastern Conference Invitational? You could have Alabama, you could have Tennessee, you could easily have Arkansas, And don't look now, you've got Texas, which is leaving the Big 12 to go to the SEC. It's crazy. It really is. But uh, great games tonight. I think we're going to see different, uh, you know, styles of play. Listen, Tennessee should handle Florida Atlantic, but let's make no mistake about it. Dusty Mays done a hell of a job with that club down at Boca Raton, Florida. They shoot threes. got a big seven-footer to clog the middle. Uh, The Owls from Florida Atlantic, uh, they're a tepid underdog tonight. They're going to – Elijah Martin's a steady player. Michael Forrest, a nice guard. Uh, They're going to run up and down the court there in Madison Square Garden. And Tennessee, listen, we have seen the Vols this year look great. We have seen Tennessee look god-awful this year. So which Tennessee volunteer will coach Rick Barnes waltz out on the Madison Square Garden uh, panels tonight, on the wooden panels of Madison Square Garden. And the other game is, look at Marquise Nowell has thrown Kansas State. Jerome Tang, the coach of the uh, you know of Kansas State, has just got his team playing at a high level right now. They hit threes. You saw what they did to Kentucky. They got out rebounded, but their perimeter game was good. They defend. And then you've got the wily veteran, Tom Izzo, who just knows how to coach. He knows how to adapt his team to the style of play that they're up against. They're, you know, they're very, very good at adapting to different styles of play. And if they ain't got to play a half-court game and slow it down, Michigan State will do it. If they need to go up-tempo, they can do it. He, he's, he's very, very good at that. And he knows how to tighten his rotation when he needs to. And then Izzo's not afraid to go down that bench if he needs minutes, if it's an up-tempo game, and if they're expending a lot of energy on the defensive side. So those are the two contrasting styles we have at Madison Square Garden. And then we head out to West. And, again, you get staggered starts tonight. So, you know, you're going to get the latest start will be 945 East. That's that Gonzaga-UCLA game out in Vegas. But I, the game of the night, everyone thinks it's going to be Gonzaga-UCLA. I think it's going to be Arkansas-UConn. I, I, I think this Arkansas-Connecticut game is going to be phenomenal. I got to see this Arkansas team in Des Moines last weekend. And Devo Davis, outstanding. They've got a couple of pros. This Jordan Walsh kid is very long. Uh, he is sneaky good. Ricky Council, a transfer from Wichita State. Uh, he probably has some pro capability. They've got the, the, the Mitchell twins out of Washington, D.C., and Eric Musselman can coach. So, uh, Pig Suey, Arkansas Razorbacks, UConn Huskies tonight in Las Vegas. You know, if I could only watch one game, that'd be it. I'd probably watch Arkansas. I was just taken aback, you know, Arkansas and the way they beat Kansas. They were down 8-10 to 10 forever in that game. I don't think they led for more than 95 seconds in that whole 40-minute game on Saturday at Wells Fargo Arena here in Iowa. And yet, when they took the lead, they gave it back a little, and then they made free throws down the stretch, and they just made really intelligent, intelligent decisions on both ends of the floor, and that's Eric Musselman, that's his coaching. So Arkansas, UConn, Gonzaga, UCLA, K-State, Michigan State, Florida, Atlantic, and Tennessee, and then tomorrow, we're gonna switch, we'll go to the Young Brand Center in Louisville, where you'll have Creighton and Princeton, Alabama, San Diego State. You want to talk about contrasting styles. San Diego State struggles offensively, but they can play lockdown defense. And Brandon Miller's the best player in America right now for Alabama, despite all the histrionics off the court with the the craziness there. Uh, Alabama, to me, until proven otherwise, is a decided favorite to uh, get the job done here. So we look forward to that. And then uh, Houston, Miami, this will be at – T-Mobile down in uh, Kansas City, and then Xavier, Texas is where we get going tomorrow. So we we just got, hey, we've got some real good college basketball action here over the next 24 hours. Actually, the 48 hours take us right into the weekend and the women's action on Friday as well. All right, we'll come back. Rick Carter will join us. He'll always have a good story to tell us. Dom's download coming up. We'll look around the NBA, NHL, and college buckets before the top of the hour here. With scores, interviews, and highlights, part of Sports Overnight America. I'm Marty Terrell here on Sports Byline Broadcast. Presented by Mugsy's in Pleasant Hill, Iowa. Pizza House and Irish Sports Pub. DestinationGrill.com. destinationgrill.com in Iowa. Coming right back.
1: 800-754-4531.
2: All right, talking the world of sports, we're working on Rick Carter. He's awaiting the call, so we will uh, get him uh, locked and loaded and uh, talk some puck with him uh, at uh, Sports Byline Broadcast, Sirius XM. want to tell you about Destination Grill, and I know they have a very busy night. Not only Thursday, not only Friday, Saturday and Sunday, they double on brunch, double up on brunch, 9A to 3P. Check out Destination Grill. They want you during this March Madness and into April where you can score big at DG. That is Destination Grill with unique venues, award-winning cuisine, a lively atmosphere. Destination Grill is always game ready. It's not a sports bar, it is a fine casual dining establishment. You can choose from a wide selection of Destination Grill favorites that are sure to match any appetite. If you're looking for something that's not on the menu, you can put them in coach and they'll make the assist. You can even keep the competition going in their modern event spaces equipped with table tennis and shuffleboard. From players to trainers and everyone in between, no team is too large. They have conference rooms. They have AAU teams that conduct uh, meetings and business there. They had Texas A&M there during the regional here in Iowa, everything and more—it's all in one destination. That is Destination Grill. You can check them out on uh, uh, check them out online at destinationgrillwithandy.com, and you can take a virtual tour. And coming soon, uh, of course, in the warm weather, they open up their deck upstairs. And let me tell you something—the sunsets to the west are really, really nice and a very popular spot on your Thursday and Friday during your kind of quote-unquote happy hour times. Check it out at destination grill with an E.com. Destination Grill in Grimes, Iowa, as we talk the world of sports. Uh, you know, NCAA, you know, it, look, I, I, I said it before, you know, we, we see it in college football with Alabama and LSU and, you know, Georgia, of course. We've seen dominance in football, and lo and behold, the SEC – you imagine if they put three teams there in Texas, down in Houston, you get Alabama easily. Uh, Tennessee would not be a surprise at all. Arkansas would be a surprise, yet the Razorbacks are, you know, came in as, what were they? Uh, what was Arkansas' seed? I think they were a nine or were they an eight? No, they were an eight seed. So, lo and behold, you know, they, they would be they would be a big surprise. UConn will be a handful for them tonight. I don't think there's any question about that. So, you know, if you get the, you get the, then the top half of the bracket, if you know, if Texas and I want to get into the Texas coaching situation here in a moment, you know, if Texas were to, to advance, you know, it wouldn't take much. I mean, uh, Miami might be a live underdog tomorrow in Kansas City against Houston. Yeah, uh, you get a and, you know Xavier, Texas ought to be a good matchup. But if Texas survives that and does get the upset, and even if they go up against Houston, Texas is a very live, uh, you know, a slight underdog in that matchup. Lo and behold, you'd have three SEC teams and a team from Texas with the Big 12, but they're an outgoing member of the Big 12. <laughs> I mean, it'd be just absolutely crazy. And I do think we're going to get a Texas team. Uh, in that Final Four. I think Texas or Houston will get in there. You know, lower end of that bracket, you know, that Gonzaga-UCLA game, Drew, Timmy, Gonzaga, Mark Few. You know, during the COVID year, we you know, we recall, you know, Gonzaga just looked head and shoulders better than anybody else, you know, or I should say the year after the COVID thing. Uh, The fact of the matter is Gonzaga, to me, tonight, better offensively but we'll see what uh, Mick Cronin, the UCLA coach, has got up his sleeve defensively. And we're going to see, you know, Jaquez, uh, Jaquez, rather, very, very good player, extremely well coached. UCLA can crank up their offense, but they, they play, you know, play def- defensively, they play well enough to really slow Gonzaga down. Uh, Timmy's looking for 10 straight drew. Timmy's looking for 10 straight 20 plus games. If he gets over 20 tonight, and I think he will out in Vegas, and he's going to be in rarefied air in terms of the NCAA tournament. Is he got enough? though support. Does he have enough additional support to handle UCLA? That's going to be the question. That'll clearly be the question tonight. And if Gonzaga were to, you know, get the job done tonight, And let's just say you get a UConn victory, you know, I see that game is basically a toss-up. Get an Arkansas update. The thing with Arkansas, they just look like right now they just extremely well coached, and the guard play is very, very good. They do not shoot well from three. I was stunned to see that figure 23%. I, I thought it was closer to the low 30s, but it's not. I had the numbers transposed, 23%. If their three-point shooting stays in that range, I don't think they get out of they get out of Vegas with a win tonight. I just don't see it. They have to shoot better from the three. But Devo Davis has been very good off the dribble. Uh, he just lit up Kansas. And don't forget, he fouled out in that game. He was not around for the last, and I think he fouled out with an, with three minutes and change left in regulation. And then Smith came off the bench. And Nick Smith held them together. He got a big, big three, and people don't realize that. You go back and watch the end of that Kansas Arkansas game. The biggest play right uh, was right after Davis fouled out. Smith came off the bench, and lo and behold, he hit the uh, he hit the three. Do I hear Rick down the line? Rick, are you there? Nope. Okay. I thought I heard him down the line here. Okay. Um, We're still efforting him. And probably have to move him to the last segment if we can get him. So, you know, that's how we shape up tonight. Uh, You know, back to Florida Atlantic. You know, this is a team that, you know, is easily going to get dismissed. When you see a Power Five conference team out of the SEC, Rick Barnes, of course, you know, he, you know, has coached, you know, at Providence, he's coached in the Atlantic Coast Conference, he's, you know, at Tennessee. Prior to that, he was at Texas. You know, you see Tennessee, Florida, Atlantic. You got to go, go a little deeper. You just can't go with, you know, program history. You, you can't go with, you know, past pedigree. You look at Florida, Atlantic, and you say to yourself, well, how can this team out of Conference USA, they were picked fifth in Conference USA, middle of the pack. You know, what are they doing here? Florida Atlantic was a nine seed. They're an outlier. They're going up against Tennessee. That's how it looks on paper. I mean, it's fair to say that's how it looks on paper. They don't play the game on paper. They're well coached. You got Dusty May. This is a, a guy who was at Indiana. Uh, he, he His team shoots threes. They get after it. They'll play a high-tempo game. And if Tennessee isn't careful, and we've seen this before this year on a couple of occasions, we see Tennessee get sloppy, and Tennessee gets into these games where they struggle to get close to 60 points. They get to the high 40s, low 50s, and lo and behold, they find themselves letting teams hang around. And if they do that tonight, folks, they're going to get picked off. They will get picked off. Now, that being said, Florida Atlantic could come out tonight and just stink up the joint and get blown out themselves. I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. Uh, It's going to be really a fascinating game to keep an eye on. The Owls from Florida Atlantic. Most people who look at that matchup will say there's no way they can stay with Tennessee. Go deeper in your analysis. Look at the matchups. And, yes, Rick Barnes is more experienced. However, Rick Barnes is also – hey, look, I'm not saying he's not a good coach. Rick Barnes is a hell of a coach. But he also uh, he has the young up-and-coming kid who's got these kids believing. Now, the stage is big. You know, this isn't, you know, this isn't an opening round game. This is Florida Atlantic. This is Madison Square Garden, world's most famous arena. Yes, New York's a pro town, but New York, you know, has had the Big East tournament. There's some pretty savvy college basketball fans. And Tennessee will travel more so than Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic, like I said, middle of the pack. Boca Raton, Florida. Kind of a commuter school. And you know, uh, an outlier to Miami, an outlier to Florida, an outlier to Florida State. You know they just, it, it, that, that program does not, you know have the name value of the big schools in Florida. Well, guess what? They're the only Florida team still hanging around in the uh, NCAA tournament right now. And they uh, right now, and they got a big chance tonight against Tennessee. be very interesting to watch that game. We told you about K State. You know, Kentucky, uh, that game's going to bother Calipari. He just, you know, Kentucky, I thought, had him. I really did. Got a nice eight-point lead in that game. What does Kansas State do? Marquise Noel starts launching threes. And, I mean, they're hitting NBA threes. They're hitting 35, you know, 30 to 35-foot threes. They hit four in a row, and Kentucky just had no answer. And, you know, you've got to respond to that run with something. And once K-State got the lead down the stretch, it was over for Kentucky. So does Kansas State let down after that big win? Where do they go? They were out in Greensboro. They don't have to go that far. They go up to New York. They go from Little Manhattan up to Big Manhattan. And then you've got Michigan State with Izzo, who I I will tell you, he will adjust his team according to the environment, according to the matchups. And this game, to me, might struggle to hit 60. And that game is tipping as we speak, and we'll keep you updated with scores, interviews, and highlights throughout the night. But it might be the first team to 60 in that Michigan State-K-State game. Now, the minute I say that, they'll play up-tempo, and we'll get into the 70s and 80s. You look up Michigan State's record, that's how they play. You don't know what you're going to get because you, you, you have to wait and see what Izzo does in terms of how he plays his hand. You just have to wait and see. So that's what we're looking at. All right, we'll tell you about Mugsy's. They're going to be busy tonight, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday. NCAA tournament action, all the NBA and Major League Baseball right around the corner at Mugsy's Pizza House, an Irish sports pub in Pleasant Hill, Iowa. Eat there or else. They have great food, fair, award-winning pizza, according to City View Magazine, one of the best pizzas in the Metro Des Moines area. Two and a half miles northeast of the Iowa State Fairgrounds. It is Mugsy's Pizza House. And Irish Sports Pub here on Sports Byline Broadcast. I'm Marty Terrell throughout the night with scores, interviews, and highlights here on Sirius 217 XM203 in the American Forces Radio Network. Coming right back.
0: getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. I'm asking about Prevnar 20 because there's a chance pneumococcal pneumonia could put me in the hospital. Age 65 or older, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. I want to be able to keep my plans. So I'm asking my doctor about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, Stop overpaying and call right now.
1: Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295.
0: If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter,
1: that's 800-278-1738. It's
2: overnight America, cross country and around the world. I'm Marty Terrell. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. We're going to do movies, a uh, foodie Friday with John and granillo tomorrow from Destination Grill. Uh, uh, Destination Grill with their conference room and all their amenities. Get a hold of them. If you've got a family wedding or celebration, bar mitzvah, uh baby showers team meetings for your aau teams uh you got to check out destination grill uh, texas a&m thought it was pretty darn good with the ncaa as they had a team meal and a little meeting there uh so to experience what the texas a&m aggies experienced when they came to des moines for the ncaa tournament they found destination grill much to their liking you will too Destination Grill with an e.com and Dom's Download presented by Vanguard Utility Partners, Vanguard Utility Partners, Randy Byrne with a seven-state Midwestern footprint, as they like to uh, get excavators when they're going in to change, upgrade, or replace infrastructure. They've got to make sure that the existing infrastructure is not damaged. They go in, they do all the surveying, get it ready to go. That's Vanguard Utility Partners. Dominic Jimenez you know what I'm going to stay away from Aaron Rodgers in the open of Dom's download we'll get to that as item number two item number one Phoenix goes to the free throw line 20 times last night the Lakers 46 times Devin Booker says the league is fixed that they're trying to fix it so the Lakers get into the playoffs what do you say
3: First off Marty, thank you for delaying the inevitable with the Aaron Rodgers. Much appreciated <laughs> to have albeit a small reprieve from talking about Aaron Rodgers. Uh yes, the yes, the league's yes. not the league's not rigged. We actually saw Luka Doncic, Devin Booker's good pal, Luka Doncic uh make a very similar hand gesture towards the referees about, and the fans about money. About money, money a, yeah, after he exactly. didn't get fouled which this is me removing myself as a Warriors fan. Yeah, Luka, Draymond Green did not follow you at the end of the game. But we've had this problem all the time, and I think it's just terrible officiating. I forgot which referee, but we actually saw a referee get demoted from crew chief because of poor performance I don't remember the player you know this is how much I prepare I saw I see these things and forget to write them down and you know I, it's my first sign of uh, that I'm getting old is I'm forgetting things that I read hours ago but uh, a player criticized the referees after a game he got fined his thirty thirty five thousand dollars whatever it might be. And now we've had actual things happen as a result, of, and the ref got uh, demoted from crew chief. So no, the league is not rigged. No, it's not for ratings. No, it's none of that. Devin Booker, it it just it happens, and it's an unfortunate part of basketball. But it happens. Like Devin Booker's never had a, a million shots at the line in a given game against the Warriors, so he needs to get over get over himself.
2: Yeah, but forty six to twenty. Come on. 26. I mean, you get 26 more, more than double the free throws. Come on, Dom. That just that doesn't pass the smell test. Come on. Well, Luca. That does. makes it. That makes it sound like Phoenix was playing rugby and the Lakers were playing basketball. Well, That's see, what those numbers tell me.
3: I, I I get you. I'm a Warriors fan, so I see this happen all the time. Last night or whatever it was, when the Warriors played the Mavericks Wednesday night, Luca went to the line like 20 times. Steph went to the line like four times. It's not like Steph, I think he actually only attempted like eight three-pointers. So it's not like Steph Curry wasn't getting to the rim. So I'm used to the free-throw disparities. And no, the Warriors, they are a shooting team. But just the the fact that, and this is going to be totally lame, but Steph Curry doesn't get calls that a player of the caliber that Steph Curry... Uh, is, should be getting. So I'm used to the no calls happening one way and the other team shooting a million more free throws. I'm used to it. I don't like it. It's a bad look for the league, agreed, though. But I am used to it. It happens. It's, It's how the NBA is.
2: Well, you know what this brings up, Dom. This brings up Sacramento and the Lakers. So let's take a deeper dive into the Lakers. We all remember Vlade Divac. We all remember that Lakers-Kansas City-Sacramento uh, City, Kings playoff series where it was totally fixed, and the Lakers go on to the NBA, you know, Western Conference Finals. And this is what keeps happening. So we bring it up again. David Stern didn't like it. I saw Michael Wilbon today. Washington Post, ESPN said he was at the game. It's the biggest travesty in the history of the league. And people still talk about it. It's always involving the Lakers. It's always involving the Celtics. They look like they get a lot of home cooking. And I'm a Celtic fan. And I believe it. I really do. I believe it. Not that it's fixed. But boy, oh boy, do they get calls. They get calls like you can't believe. So, are we imagining that the Lakers get a lot of home cooking, even when they're on the road?
3: I don't think it's an imagining thing. I think it's just a, and I don't think it's a deliberate thing, but I think it is an unconscious thing on the referees. I, I'm, I'm very firmly in the camp of no, no, it's not rigged. I'm, I'm str-. even when it's against my team, and my team is the ones that get hurt by the quote unquote the NFL or the NBA being rigged. Even when that's the case, I'm I'm very staunchly against that. So yes, there are teams historically that get more calls than other teams. There's more there's players that get more calls than other players do, despite being the same caliber. I don't like it. It is a problem for the NBA, but that is how the NBA operates. And until they get some kind of uni- unified you got to stop the home cooking we saw. What was it? Joey Crawford and Tim Duncan. Their feud that they had for no reason because Crawford didn't like Duncan for whatever it might have been. These things happen, and when it's... Humans involved, which you obviously can't have automated referees in the NBA. But when there are humans involved, there's emotions involved. There's personal biases involved. Even though they aren't supposed to be there, they can exist. So it's it's a flawed system, but it's the system that's in place. And I don't like it, but that's how it is.
2: All right, NFL draft. Carolina has made the trade. They got the number one from the Bears. Are we going to see Indianapolis move up to three. Arizona Cardinals would be at four. Are we gonna see Stroud, Young, and Levis bingo bango bongo, three straight quarterbacks to start the April draft 2023 NFL? What do you think?
3: I I don't know, but it, it sure feels like that. And the way that teams have and nobody's actually moved a ton other than Carolina up to number one, but it feels like more than ever, there are a lot of the Is this team going to trade up? This team needs a quarterback. Are they going to trade up? Who's going to be number one? Who's going to be left over? Are they going to make a trade? Is that team going to make a trade? It feels like there's more of that than ever. So if quarterbacks were to go, one, two, three, maybe even one, two, three, four, if you want to throw Anthony Richardson in there, it wouldn't surprise me. I don't think it's going to happen just because it's so unprecedented. You don't see it happen often. So I'm going to say, I'm just going to take history on my side there and say it doesn't happen. But if it were to happen, I'd be like, all right, I don't know how many of those teams are going to end up happy in five years, but I could see it happening.
2: going to be interesting. Uh, first non-quarterback, I think it's going to be Will Anderson. What happens with Carter, the kid from Georgia? How, how much does he fall? Does he fall out of the top ten because of the accident?
3: I, I don't think the accident is actually going to be the problem. The problem is going to be the shape he was in for the combine. He looked terrible. And that was not even just me being whatever. That's objectively a lot of people thought he did not look good. Now, yes, the accident thing and the trial and all of that stuff surely had an impact on him mentally, which then impacts him physically. He couldn't get right for the combine. But to see a guy who is normally a big guy because he's a defensive lineman to be completely out of shape the way that he was... I think that is a huge red flag for teams more than the mistake he did with the accident that, uh, involved, excuse me, involved, ended up in somebody dying. It's that how you can handle yourself as an adult, as in a professional where this is your job and this is you showing up for basically your job, an interview for your job, not prepared. I think that's the biggest problem because now there's question marks about his work ethic and, and all of that stuff, and so many teams are leery of guys that they have question marks about like that.
2: Dobbs Download presented by Vanguard Utility Partners and Randy Byrne. Okay, so it's a relatively seemingly on the surface a minor deal with the Jets and Browns today. Elijah Moore, a number three for the Browns, number two. I think that number two was stockpiled today or being stockpiled to. Uh, obviously serve it up north of the border to Green Bay and then get the Aaron Rodgers deal done. We can't avoid Aaron Rodgers. Is it going to get done? It was today really one of the triggers to get the deal done with the Jets acquiring a number two from Cleveland.
3: It's going to get done, It's but wouldn't it be the most Aaron Rodgers thing that we're here for weeks, maybe even a month or two? It's going to happen eventually, right? It's going to happen. Oh, Aaron Rodgers decided to stay with Green Bay. It would be the most Aaron Rodgers saga thing ever, especially with the Jets going out and getting all these weapons for him. But the trade is going to happen, and I think you're spot on with that assessment second round picks they're they're not quite first round picks but li- literally they're the next best thing and sometimes we see a trade where it's a couple twos instead of a one so it, it all depends on what the packers are asking for what they value Rodgers at at this point in his career but it it surely it doesn't hurt the jets to have another number 2 when it comes to stock loading to make a trade for Aaron Rodgers and Elijah Moore. I think that was a great trade. Elijah Moore has complained a lot in a short period of time with the Jets and they got a second round pick. They've got Garrett Wilson. They went out and signed Lazard. They're supposedly in on Ezekiel Elliott and uh, Odell Beckham Jr. So I think that's a great piece of business there for the Jets.
2: All right. I want to go to the Colts because they seem to be most likely to move up and try to get to three and get a quarterback. You know, they they failed with Philip Rivers. They failed with um, I mean, each quarterback that they brought in has not worked out. I mean, it just hasn't worked out. Um, who who else have they had in there? They had Carson uh, Wentz. River, uh, yeah, Carson Wentz. And there was oh, um, uh, Matt Ryan, Matty Ryan. So they're zero for three. What do they do? Do they have to draft, or what? What do the Colts do for a quarterback? I mean, right now they got Ellinger. Is he the answer?
3: One, Sam Ellinger, absolutely not the answer. Uh, I'll, I'm, I'm going to be confident in that. Two, Rivers was fine, but again, old guy. So they try to go younger with Wentz, and Wentz just isn't that good. Try to go old again. Matt Ryan didn't work. So I don't know what the obvious path is here for the Colts. Excuse me. Um, they could draft a quarterback, but admit it. And I think most people would agree with the statement: is that this is not the strongest quarterback class that has ever. It's definitely not one of the strongest classes that's been in any time frame recently. So, do they go and get a veteran guy? And some of the veterans that I've mentioned have signed elsewhere. So, I really don't know what the Colts are doing. But whatever they decide to do. They need to find a long-term answer no matter what, whether it's drafting a quarterback late like a Sam Ellinger and trying to see if he develops. Or I know they've tried Jacob Eason, and he didn't pan out. So something mm-hmm. about talent valuation, or maybe they just got to take a big shot and try to get a guy that was exciting in college and a big play guy and see if he can pan out in the NFL. Because right now, ever since Andrew Luck retired, they've been pretty directionalist.
2: It's interesting you assess the quarterback in class like that. We could see three quarterbacks go with Stroud, Bryce Young, and Will Levis, or Levis. But let me ask you this question. There's holes in all three of those guys. There's questions about Stroud, there's questions about Young, and there's questions about Will Levis. And, of course, you know, here's the thing you have to remember. There should be questions about every player because we've seen guys that have been rated lock, stock, and barrel, can't miss, five-star, you know, future Hall of Famers end up being complete bust. So you never truly know. But on the surface, out of those top three quarterbacks, who's most likely to be the better of that Troika?
3: C.J. Stroud, uh, without question. Uh, Bryce Young is a smaller guy, and I'm not going to knock him for being smaller, but – because we've seen quarterbacks like Russell Wilson thrive being smaller, but he his body type is not the same as Russell Wilson. And Will Levis did nothing in college other than be very athletic to inspire any confidence in me. So I, I'm I'm not holding my breath when it comes to Will Levis. We've seen athletic quarterbacks get hyped up into high into the first round and then do absolutely nothing. So give me C.J. Stroud. He's the only quarterback that gets me excited at all in this draft class long term.
2: And the last Kentucky quarterback. Back that was going to be a can't miss was Tim couch. And we all know how that ultimately ended out. We come back here where we'll get a scoreboard update early, early returns from Madison Square Garden. We've got scores, interviews and highlights throughout the night through the overnight here across the country and around the world on Sirius 217, XM 203, Digital 967 after all the college games go live and final we bring up sports talk throughout the night on Sirius XM Digital app 967, American Forces Radio Network.
3: We've been helping
2: inventors since 1984. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's 1-800-356-7308. Again, 1-800-356-7308. 7308 in the world of sports. here on Sports Byline Broadcast, Sirius XM. Marty Terrell, down the home stretch. we go. Run through it real quick. Michigan State, Kansas State, they're in an early uh, midway. Actually, not quite midway through. the. Uh, actually, inside the, the midway of the first half, Michigan State had a one-point lead. Scores, interviews, and highlights throughout the night. Obviously, after this one, we'll be wrapping up Tennessee, Florida, Atlantic, and then the late games tonight out in Vegas, Arkansas, UConn, Gonzaga, UCLA. Four games tonight, four games tomorrow, Alabama. And San Diego State in Louisville, Kentucky tomorrow. Creighton of Omaha will take on Princeton. And then Houston, Miami in Kansas City and Xavier and Texas. So that's how it shapes up over the next 24 hours or so. Uh, NBA can't get too pumped up on this. You know, listen, they take a back seat. They really do to college hoops right now. I mean, Knicks magic tonight? I don't think so. Uh, Cavaliers, Nets, not enough to pull me away. Hornets, Pelicans, Thunder Clippers, I'll take a pass. Uh, That's where we go. My buddy Brock Hines, who will try to effort uh, tomorrow. I meant to – well, I reached out to him via text. and forgot to ask him. Try to get him. Uh, He's trying to sell me on Bruins Canadians tonight. Like, I'm supposed to get all excited about that. Look, the Bruins are 54-11. and Okay, they have a chance to set the all-time record for the best regular season. Doesn't mean they're going to win the Stanley Cup, right? Seven out of the last 10 uh, point leaders, regular season point leaders, have not won the Cup. So they got that history to deal with. Now, not that that has any bearing on the here and now with the present team. Listen, you got to earn it. You know, I mean, I had the Celtics lock, stock and barrel. uh, And right now they're going to be hard pressed to hold on to the two seed in the east. They got Milwaukee who's pulling away to secure the one. Philadelphia's breathing. Both teams have 23 losses, so and Philly's got the home court advantage in their one final head-to-head meeting. So no guarantee. All right, good job out of the whole crew. We're back at it on a weekend edition tomorrow, a Foodie Friday. We look forward to that. Destination Grill and Muggsies for Dominic Jimenez and the whole crew. We'll try to reschedule Rick Carter as well. Enjoy your college basketball tonight. We'll catch you on the weekend edition, not only tomorrow Friday, but right on and through the weekend here on Sports Byline. Adios.